Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today, we talk about how to navigate your niche. I think the idea of nailing your niche, picking a niche is even more popular and important today, really than ever, uh, right. especially with the overload of content and companies that are out there in the online world. You really have to understand, okay, who are you as a company and who are your customers? And I think it seems easy enough to figure out who your customers are. But in this podcast, we'll dive into the idea of different types of verticals, different types of niches, and the difference between what I call as a structural vertical versus a cosmetic vertical. So hope you enjoy Uh, so today we are talking about navigating your niche and been turned on to this idea of structural verticals versus cosmetic verticals. Uh, All right. And to me, for, for any business, this is important. I think especially as marketers, you know, salespeople, business owners, you really have to understand who you're selling to, right? And who your market is. And it may be different than who you're selling to today. So I think this is common for like a startup to really think about is, you know, what is my niche? You know, the idea of just nailing your niche. People always say, you know, the riches are in the niches, right? right. It's like, okay, you need to drill down to your perfect niche, um, whether you're a small business, whether you're online, whether you're a brick and mortar, whatever that may be. But not a lot of established companies. I mean, we've been in business for what, 14 years now, you know, look in the mirror and say, okay, are we marketing to the right people? Are we sure. Are we servicing the right people? Or how can we do better? And so I think this is a good exercise for any type of company to kind of go through. And I want to walk through some examples of companies and walk through ourselves. And I also want to just kind of talk about what this idea of structural vertical versus cosmetic vertical means. So cosmetic vertical is exactly what it sounds like. It's customers that look alike. And so okay. a lot of times this is confused when people say, okay, what is your niche? Or, you know, what is the vertical that you go after? You look at it and say, you know, it's the industry. We only work with packaging companies. We only work with manufacturing companies, or we only work with e-commerce companies, or we only do this or this, this or that, right? We are almost forced to do that. Right? Yeah, like we tell our the, clients, yeah. like, hey, you've you got to know. Vertical, we... Right. You think of what is the vertical and that's either you're going horizontal or you're going vertical, right? And so Correct. are we going wide? Are we going deep into one specific vertical, which is typically an industry? A lot of companies look at it and say company size, or as marketers, we've had this idea in our head of a persona. So then you start looking at job title, or you look at, you know, <laughs> region or location, right? And say, okay, we only, let's put all that together. We only work with manufacturing companies that are, you know, under $50 million. And we'd love to work with the VP of sales and the VP right. of marketing or whatever. And on paper, that could be good, but, and you could see a lot of success with that, right? And so it's not that, hey, you're going to fail as a business. But what I want to look at is, is there a larger opportunity out there where we can do the same amount of work, we can help, you know, the same people or more people and make more money. And especially from a marketing perspective, I think right. that's important to really understand again, who you're, you're actually marketing Speaking to. to. Yeah. Okay. And so when you look at cosmetic verticals versus structural verticals, I think inherently, We'll dive into this in a second, but a cosmetic vertical is really a subset of a structural vertical, right? So a structural vertical is more of customers that have the same need or the same problem that they're trying to solve. And so when you're marketing to them or when you're trying to sell to them and you're looking at the direction or the focus of your business, you have to focus on what problem can we solve for them, right? Okay. So the question should always be, 
what can we do for them? And I think the problem with this is that if you're confusing structural verticals and cosmetic verticals, this is going to lead to poor messaging. It's going to lead to a sales and marketing strategy that sort of misses the marks. And you're working with you know blinders on, right? And the idea of nailing your niche means that, okay, we're going to drill down to this one box, right? But if you're working in the wrong box, right. maybe missing a larger opportunities. And it, I think that's the easy road to take because you feel like you nail that core cosmetic verticals of, okay, we do really well working with, you know, hospitals, right? And that's your cosmetic niche and you've nailed that. And so you just kind of stop there because it's easy, it's comfortable. It's easier from a messaging perspective. It's easier from a marketing standpoint. It's like, okay, we, we figure that out. Leaders and hospitals. We know exactly who to market to. Right. Yeah, we know exactly who to sell to. We know what that messaging is. We can hire the right people that focus on that. But if you have a solution or a product that can expand outside of those you know, boxes and boundaries without increasing your overhead, and there, that is a, a direction that you can go in, there's going to be a, a much larger opportunity out there. With so, the same solution you're saying. Exactly. So you don't have to create something new. You mm-hmm. just have to figure out what are the pains of similar people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I want to walk through a couple of examples First, we'll, we'll start with our own business sure. because I think, you know, we we know it pretty well or right. we think that we know it well, just like everyone does, right? So as I mentioned, you know, we've, and maybe you you can give some background on YMS and you, you kind of started the company, right? So, right. I mean, first of all, we started off as a creative company doing websites for people and we stumbled on all the digital marketing because we built beautiful websites that people right. said, hey, where are my customers? Right. I could spend tens and thousands of dollars making amazing websites and we don't have any new business mm-hmm. because of it. So why should I spend any more money? Right. We're like, okay, yeah. we got to figure this thing out. Yeah. And so I think over the years, what, what happened is, and I think this happens with almost every company is, like you said, seen some success with right. certain type of cosmetic verticals, right. companies that look alike. And it wasn't intentional from the beginning that you said, hey, we're going to build websites for manufacturing companies Correct. or B2B companies. But it, it seemed to happen where there was a lot of B2B companies, a lot of manufacturing companies, some SaaS companies, healthcare. And we saw a trend there of, okay, well, these are all these companies look alike. And so that's who we should go after. And we build our team around that. But in reality, like you said, building a website or solving some of these problems, we're not limited to those verticals. Right. Uh, and so even though we're growing and we're seeing success, again, this isn't always something that you know hits you in the face and you're struggling and say, okay, we have to change something here. We were growing you know, at right. substantial rates and adding multiple offices and hiring people, bringing on companies, and they all kind of fit, most of them fit within the same sort of cosmetic vertical, but every once in a while you get another client that would reach out or another opportunity. And I think from a sales standpoint or from a marketing standpoint, you're worried about alienating potential business. And so you don't want to commit to one vertical. And so even then where we thought we found these verticals from a cosmetic standpoint, we were a little bit afraid to commit to it because we're like, well, we couldn't put a name to it, but we can help companies that, you know, sell shoes and hats online, just as we can help somebody who's selling you know, some sort of service or some sort of product. LED lights. Space. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> we we knew that, you know, we didn't want to commit to that, but we weren't really sure why. Right. And so there's some confusion there and some conflict between, you know, marketing and sales and overall direction of the company. And so then you think you solve the problem again and you fall victim to another sort of cosmetic vertical by looking at the actual individual. Right. And so marketers were, were trained to look at this idea of personas and then, this kind of comes back to what we talked about a couple of podcasts, you know, previously Sorry. about the whole idea of survivorship bias, right? So you look at where you've seen success and you say, okay, well, you know, we work really well with 
you know, men aged 35 to 45 right. that live in the Midwest that uh, are VP or director of marketing. Or sales. And uh, yeah, and so you get into that idea of the persona. And again, it's, well, that's a part of your vertical because again, it's it's a subset of the structural vertical, but let's kind of reverse that and flip it on its head and say, why have we seen success with these companies, both from retention and satisfaction to actual results for the clients, right? right? And their marketing campaigns, what do we do really well? And that comes down to the, again, the problem that you solve for that company. And for us, we solve the issue of lead generation, customer acquisition, right? You dive into it a little bit deeper. Why do these companies struggle with that? Again, the problem is, you know, maybe a lack of strategy or technology or education, or maybe it's a lack of resources. A lot of right. times it's a lack of resources. So you can't say, you know, one particular industry or one job title has a lack of in, uh, resources. We've talked right. to a lot of companies that big companies, small companies, we've met with, you know, $100 million companies that don't have any marketing resources, don't have a CRM, don't have any technologies, automation in place. And we've talked to you know, small companies. startups that have every piece of tech and their whole <laughs> team is a marketing department. They have designers and developers on staff. So it's right. like, you can't look at that cosmetic vertical alone and say, that's what we do. You look at the problem that you solve, you look at that structural vertical out of these companies, which of them have the same job that needs to be done and how does our solution fit within that? And then you start to, from a marketing standpoint, you build your personas off of that and say, well, a lot of times that is a manufacturing company because it's a longer sales cycle. It's an older school industry mentality. It might have a one to two person marketing or sales department. And so- That are digitally savvy. Right, exactly. So how do we solve that? Okay, well, we build an inbound marketing strategy. We implement and embrace automation to help scale their resources. Uh, we build processes and procedures right. to help them on the marketing and the sales side. So that comes down to the problem that they were trying to solve. Regardless of, for us, it doesn't matter what what industry, what cosmetic, what location they're at, where you know who's the what the job title is, even how many millions in revenue. Exactly, really, because it could be a startup with the same exact right. problem. Right, exactly. Hey, thanks for listening, Solomon. Here, are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or Maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at One IMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening. And let's get back to our topic for the day. So that was our own sort of journey and it's ever evolving, right? And it's never going to be perfected because the problems are changing. The landscape is changing. Technology is changing. So we have to adapt in terms of our capabilities of what problems we can solve. I think it will always come down to lead generation, customer acquisition, resources, automation. That's kind of our core business model. But the exact problems, tactics, solutions, industries, that's all going to change, which is why you don't want to just commit that one cosmetic vertical. 
you embrace the cosmetic vertical as you know one piece of the the whole pie of what is this structural vertical. so it would be it could be manufacturing companies healthcare technology whatever mm-hmm. as long as they have these problems exactly yeah what problems do we solve and stick to a structural exactly well yes yeah, i mean structural would you know involve a certain set right. of cosmetic right because they do Agreed. the reason they have those problems is because of what a lot of times what they look like but sometimes how, you know. how does this relate to i mean we do this every mm-hmm. day going through the persona creation because that's we're trying to educate someone who is sort of marketing to a broad audience and not getting much results with it so we still have to hone down yep. the marketing message for our clients for instance or they haven't been marketing at all or creating any content. So we have to educate them and, well, we need to now create content. Let's create content for these types of audiences. Right. How do you take a person who's maybe doing it today, similar to what we were doing with on a persona basis, or we're trying to get them to start creating content to start thinking structural versus cosmetic? Yeah, I think you still have to be a little bit careful because you don't want to be that, you know, you can't be everything to, to everybody. So you really, you do have to be realistic with yourself in terms of what those problems are that you solve and who you solve them for. And then a lot of times you will find common sort of buckets of those cosmetic verticals that it makes the most sense to go after. So you may get there eventually anyway, but what I don't want us or any company to sort of fall victim to is starting with the cosmetic vertical, right? It's like starting, it's the whole idea of that survivorship bias, right? Of Let's not start with what was successful and then build a plan off of that. It's why was that successful? What structurally for us, what what are we built to do, right? And and maybe that is even a shift or pivot in a business model, depending on the size of the business or adding a new business unit or something like that, a division. You look at it and say, well, what have we built our team around? What is our our core sort of fundamental focus, our, our resources, our team members, our technology? What can we do? How can we, what have we figured out that we can provide to these other businesses, right? And so when you dive into that, it's like, again, for us, okay, we can do, we can help with SEO, PPC, lead generation, we can do email marketing, we do, you know, all these sort of things. And then you say, well, who needs this, right? Who has these problems? And then from a marketing standpoint, it does logically make sense to pick a couple of Industries. industries or verticals because from a specific campaign standpoint, you can't do everyone at once right. if you don't have enough resources, right? Correct. But from a messaging standpoint to that individual, it's still focused on what problem we solve, right? What do we solve? We solve lead generation, generation or we solve right. resource issue or we solve scaling and automation issues, right? Strategy. And so then you let the market determine who is a fit for that because the other problem with the cosmetic verticals is you're looking at historically what is there. You're missing the opportunity of what's coming next, right? You can't say, okay, you know, an Uber or a Spotify or a Netflix or that industry didn't exist, right? And so a lot of times we've even seen, you know, we look at it as, you know, industrial companies or technology companies more than saying manufacturing specifically or SaaS specifically, because a lot of times the challenge that we solve is clients that are breaking into a new market don't have a way to create awareness and create demand because they're creating a new product category. And so that's a problem that we solve, right? So how do we find those people create to help them there's create no the indi- they don't have an industry that's you their can't whole put problem that, yeah. right, you can't put that on the website you can't right. create a page for it right so let's help you create a new category <laughs> well it is right it's you know it's going from whatever obscurity to you know market, market domination right? yeah so that i mean that's <laughs> the idea behind it is it's almost a mindset thing of like let's not limit ourselves and then your whole sales strategy your whole marketing strategy evolves from that so uh, another example and maybe this will help kind of 
help our audience understand. So like, yeah. So maybe a more well-known company, right? Let's let's look at Shopify. So brief history lesson on, on Shopify. Shopify started as most businesses do out of necessity, right? Great yeah. products, great businesses. Someone has their own personal problem that they're trying to solve. So they created Shopify for them to sell their own snowboard equipment online because they were frustrated with the existing options to for a small business to sell snowboard equipment, right? So if you look at that and you say, okay, well, what probably happened was, okay, we built this to sell our snowboard equipment. You know, let's go find other maybe non-competitors, somebody who sells skis, somebody who sells hats and gloves, and let's allow them to sell their products, right? And so the natural evolution of that is we're going to create this platform to dominate the online snowboard you know, experience. Retail, yeah, experience, <laughs> right? So all online sales of snowboards are going to go through this platform, Shopify. And then, you know, they go out and find investors and they, you know, raise money. And it's like, you can see that pitch of, okay, we're going to be, we're going to expand our next expansion from a cosmetic vertical standpoint. We've seen a lot of success with online snowboards. So it makes sense that let's go all winter sports, right? And then from there, let's just go all sporting equipment. Right. And then now we're sitting here in 2019, looking at it in 2020 and Shopify is the leader in e-commerce online. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm saying if they would have followed right. the evolution, it's the, they would be the, the leaders in online sporting goods sales, right? And what that would have done is would have took just as much time, just right. as much resources. They would have hired the same developers. They would have had to raise the same amount of money because they're building this platform that right now is agnostic to whatever you're trying to sell. But if you were trying to sell hats, gloves, snowboards, you know, skis, boots, whatever that is, and then you get into baseball bats and footballs and gloves and all these kind of things into the broad sporting goods market, tennis rackets, it's the same technology. And it would take just as long, you know, seemingly, and they would have probably dominated that market, but the reward would have been a fraction of where they are today. Right. And so that's what I mean of, you know, don't become a victim of your own success with your clients and put those blinders on and focus on that one niche that from a marketing standpoint, a sales standpoint, it would have been great from a messaging. It could have been easy. They would have said, hey, we're, yep. we help you sell sports equipment online. And then anyone who sells sports equipment would have done that. But it also leaves the door open for competitors to create what is now Shopify, right? And they're also alienating potential customers because they could have had somebody, you know, their third customer could have been somebody who wanted to sell hats. And they see right. that messaging of, we help you sell sports equipment in there. Well, they don't, you know, they don't understand my industry. I can't reach my customers on this platform because you know, I sell hats. I don't sell winter hats. Right. I got to see what their homepage says today. So let's look at it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I pulled it up here. What does it say? With you from first sale to full scale. Yeah. Wow. And so look, read that right underneath. One it. platform with all the e-commerce and point of sale features you need to start, run and grow your business. Right. I mean, it's literally a platform to start, run, grow yep. your business. That's right. who they're going after. That's yep. the market. And so you look at that and is that addressing cosmetic vertical or structural vertical? But they're talking about what problems they solve. Correct. Small businesses from first sale to full scale, anything e-commerce, of course, I mean, that right. is their, that's their focus from, it's obviously everything you need to start, run and grow your business. That's the problem that they solve, not an industry that they, that's true. they've seen success in. And I think just that from a messaging standpoint, Changing that focus obviously benefited them greatly, but they maybe wouldn't have been known that they missed that opportunity right. if you don't look at it from the beginning. And that's the same story with Amazon as well. Amazon's a perfect example, yeah. And I think it's the same story with our ClickX. We mm-hmm. built it for us. Yep. We could have just said, hey, this is our platform. Now we have agencies using it because mm-hmm. we see that they have the problems and you have marketing teams use it, mm-hmm. right? So I think 
we realize that people have issues getting all the data together in mm-hmm. one place. It doesn't matter if you have this challenge. It could be a team of one. It could be a hundred people company. Mm-hmm. It could be a startup agency or a big one. As long as you solve this problem, then you would be able to do it. And I get it. So how do we end the episode so people know what that actionable step is? Yeah, right? I think like it's just it practicality. Comes, it all comes down to focus, right? And your marketing messaging and branding should be at the core of your business focus or vice versa, right? Whatever your business focus is should be reflected in your marketing. And I think if there's any disconnect there between where the business should or could go and what is being portrayed from a marketing standpoint, if a potential customer could possibly go to your website, ZZ's right. example, right? They could go to your website and read that sentence you just read and say, yeah, I don't think this is the right fit for me. That's great. Then ben, it's not a good fit. I get it. Right. Or what I'm saying is if they are a potential okay. customer and they're reading that, then you're doing something wrong, right? Right. Like you said, if, if we help, you know, if it said, hey, sell sports equipment online and, you know, so that would be a turn off for me. You could turn someone away, right? right? And without really know either of you knowing that you missed that opportunity. So I think looking at that and saying, okay, what problems do we solve? That should be your marketing messaging. And then the strategy of who do you approach is when you can start looking at some cosmetic verticals. Who do you approach? And then how do you help them specifically? So it it depends on how you're promoting it, which channel and which campaign you're going to be looking at in terms of the specifics of everything. But it all comes down to that focus. And if you don't have a clear focus, it's obviously not going to be effective. But I think the, the takeaway from this is even being laser focused on the wrong strategy is a bad strategy because while that may be successful on a short-term, short-scale perspective, you're going to miss that larger opportunity that's out there. Speak to the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And you can highlight industries that have the problems, right. and but continue to create content about the problems you solve and letting the market kind of come in right. and figure out if this is a good fit. Yep. And you can see how that trickles down into any of the other marketing tactics that we always preach, right? Content right. creation in terms of text or infographics or blogs or podcasts like this right. or... Um, you know, videos, whatever it is, you need to really focus on, okay, what problems do we solve, right? And then the same thing when you're building your own infrastructure, your own team, right? Your own operations, all of that is, it's all built around what problems you solve, not necessarily some of those cosmetic verticals that that we may see. For Sally, who's 48 and is in marketing. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot for tuning in, you guys. That's all we have for today. And we'll see you next time. Growth Marketers is brought to you by One IMS, helping you reach new heights through integrated marketing. One world, one web, one IMS.